Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What's up, everybody? It's Nicole Brazier here with AfterBuzz TV. We are at the final season of Mob Wives. It is episode four, season six. It's the end of an era. And with me are some amazing panelists. And I'm surrounded by dudes tonight. This is awesome. <laughs> this is rare, guys. I know, I know. Introduce yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. It's me, Howard III. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Howard III. That's Howard the 3RD. Mm. And hey, everyone. It's Grant Rudder, the Grant's under Score underscore rants on Twitter, and my first show here at Afterbus was Mob Wives. Oh. So thank you for welcoming me to the panel to fill in. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, because you know so, a little bit of the history. Yeah, and like I'm paying homage to it, you know, as we're on our final Absolutely. season. So I'm so glad I get to come back and discuss these ladies. I've talked to a lot of wives at Afterbus. So. Yeah, you, you like those wives. There we go. <laughs> so funny. And you guys can find me uh, on Twitter, social media, the whole nine yards at Nicole Brazier. So this episode was called Flip Floppers and Party Hot. And speaking of a flip-flopper and party-hopper, we have Brittany Fogarty on the line. What's up, Brittany? How are you? Yes, hi. How are you guys? Good. Hello. Good. Hi. We are so happy to have you. I know it's a little bit late. You're on the East Coast, right, right now? Are you in Pennsylvania or you're in New York? Yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania right now. I'm on the East Coast. That's just after midnight. Buried, buried <laughs> in snow. Yeah, oh my God, we got so much snow. We got like 40 inches here. Wow. Like 40 oh inches in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it took me five hours to shovel out my car. You did it all by yourself? Uh Uh-huh, me and my brother did it. We shoveled the whole driveway, all the cars out. It took forever. It was like a disaster here. It was a blizzard. Yeah. Are you missing the hell out of the West Coast? I am. Yeah. What'd you say? Are you missing uh, the West Coast? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm missing L.A. so bad. I'm actually going out next week for my brother's birthday, so I'm looking forward to it. Some sunshine in my life. Yeah, yeah you should stop by the studios. So we can, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You definitely you should, should. Yeah. especially if you're going to be in town. So you said you mentioned brothers. So you have three older brothers, right? Yeah, correct. I have three older brothers. So I'm the youngest. I'm the only girl. You're the only girl. Yeah, I have two older brothers, so I'm right there with you. It's it's a blessing in disguise sometimes. But you kind of grew up. Yeah, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you kind of grew up in like a male-dominated lifestyle, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up with my mother, but she's not like your typical female. She's like a powerhouse of a crazy Italian woman. Mm-hmm. And then I had my three brothers. So naturally, I turned out to be like 
kind of a little bit of a tomboy. <laughs> so you you would call yourself a tomboy, even though you're a supermodel, I guess we could yeah. say, right? I mean, you mm. you walked for Michael Costello, and uh, mm-hmm. see what else? I love Michael Costello, by the way. He's so big on the red carpet. I know he's my favorite. I love his stuff. And Andre Soriano, which is cool. Did you ever want to uh, walk for Christian Soriano from Project Runway? Oh yeah, that would be amazing. I'm just I'm grateful that I walked for Michael Costello. That was like always one of my dreams. I just love his gowns, his dresses, and everything. But you know, Christian Soriano is definitely definitely on the list. Is there anybody besides those designers that you have worked with as well? Um, yeah, I've worked with a lot of different designers. You know, I do Fashion Week in New York and LA, so I've done Michael Costello, Andre Soriano. I've done um, Donna Mazzani. I've done uh, Mr. Triple X. I did Gregorio Sanchez, Adolfo. I've done a lot. Yeah, I've walked through a lot of different designers. I love runway, so it's something I always look forward to. Are you doing runway in New York currently? Yeah, I'll be walking in New York this uh, this Fashion Week in February. That's awesome. That's exciting. Exciting stuff. Yeah. So uh, okay, here's what I read. I read that you're you're dating someone. We'll get we'll get to your dad in a second. Cause, but I'm, I'm I'm gonna like throw you for a loop for a second and not talk about your dad in the beginning. But tell, I want to yeah. talk about your dating life really quick because you're the youngest mob wife. I feel like that we've ever encountered, right, guys? Yeah, she, yeah. So you know, oh, absolutely. are you, are yeah, you 20, I'm so much younger than all the other women? Are you 24, or 25 now? I just turned 25 in December. Happy birthday. Yeah. So Thank you. so what is it like being the youngest uh, wife of all these crazy women? Wife. <laughs> you're uh, you're not know, it's, a wife. It's yeah. interesting. I think, I think being the youngest is kind of like when, when certain women don't like my opinion or like what I'm saying or, or to hear what I'm saying, then it's just like it automatically goes back to my youth. Like, oh, well, you're young. You don't understand. And to me, it's like, no, I'm, I'm 25. I'm a grown up. I'm an adult. I understand. And maybe my youth just intimidates you and you can't, you know, wrap your head around the fact that somebody younger than you can see through you. <laughs> right. I tell that to my mother all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let I guess let's talk about your mom and and how she raised you. I mean, I understand your point of view with Renee and having feelings about your mother, but I mean, overall, do you are you happy with you know the out uh, the outcome? I guess you could say, or is is there any any grudges? You know, ah, uh, no. I mean, there's definitely I have no grudges towards my mom whatsoever. I mm-hmm. feel like. You know, when when her whole world came crashing down, she just buckled up and worried about putting her kids first, and and that's what she always did. And, you know, I'm grateful that I just had a strong mom who didn't succumb to the struggles of her lifestyle. You know, my mom was the type of woman who, no matter how much pain she was in, she never let us see her hurting, and she never let us see her upset. So, you know, she was more of an, an idol to me, an inspiration than anything. But but now your dad. So your your is your dad. Well, I mean, being in this episode, even we saw you mention your father, contacting you about Karen and and wanting, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, wanting to know, you know, let her know to say hi to her dad and everything. But uh, do you find that now that you've been on the show, you're in better communication with him? Has this helped your relationship or? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's helped it nor hurt it. I mm-hmm. think it's our relationship is kind of just, it is what it is. It's something that, you know, my father was in prison until I was 11 years old. So he was out of my life and that time to bond was just kind of taken from us. And, you know, I'm opinionated. I have my resentments towards him and I'm sure he has resentments towards the way I've acted towards him growing up and through the years. But 
it's something that we work on. I wouldn't say the show has hurt our relationship at all. You know, I think if anything, it's helped him open up to me behind the scenes personally on like a one-on-one level of things that he's gone through because he was never really vocal about a lot of the stuff that he went through. So I think if anything, you know, maybe it helped it a little bit, but you know, our relationship is, it's always been pretty rocky between the two of us. We butt heads and I think it'll kind of always be that way. (laughs) Was he encouraging of you joining the show and what was his reaction? Uh, No, he wasn't fond of me joining the show. I think, the whole like mob wives thing, just the whole name of it. He was just like, you know, I I never wanted you to be associated with that type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want you to like be under this dark cloud of, Oh, the mob and people to look at you that way. So I think for him, it was like, you know, our family's kind of been through the ringer because of this. Why would you want to like go back and associate yourself with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You told the New York Post that your dad just kind of showed up on your doorstep when you were 11 and said, hey, dad's home. I mean, that's got to be tough. And, and and speaking of the youth thing, I mean, you went through a lot in your youth that most, you know, kids don't go through. So if anything, you probably are more mature at 25 than most 25-year-olds. Absolutely. I mean, just like, you know, it's not – he kind of did on our doorstep you know one day he just kind of showed up and was like hey i'm back i want to have a relationship with everybody and and it's like shocking it's like i don't know you and now you're coming into our house and and you're like trying to play dad and, and be a dictator and it caused problems and i think that you know just like having to deal with such real issues that were going on not just with me with my family growing up it definitely like you know put some things in perspective and minor things that might have been a big deal to another teenage girl weren't a big deal to me because I had shit going on at home with my family. So I think it definitely made me stronger in a sense. How do your brothers feel about the show and, and all this? Um, they, I think they find it comical and entertaining more than anything. <laughs> they laugh. They call me up and they just laugh about what goes on on the episodes and stuff. It's, they get a kick out of it. <laughs> That's good that they have a sense of humor, yeah. being that they've mm-hmm, right. probably been through the ringer with you. But it must be different yeah, being I that mean, you're, you're a girl. Yeah, we you're laugh. The, the we laugh about it. It's like my brothers will call me up and be like, do you see these crazy things that people are writing on your Instagram? And we'll just, like, laugh about it. And I'm like, I know. Like, they think they know us. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, they most certainly do. We know a little bit about the fans, especially for this show, because they're pretty loyal to it, and they're just as opinionated as all of you ladies are. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I had another quick question of, about your dad. Do you um, foresee a future with him, like a better relationship going forward, maybe after the show ends, or how does that cross your mind at all? I mean, I hope so. Of course, I you know, it's something that we work on. I think there's just, we don't really see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I think just everything that our family's been through, it's it's hard to move past some of the struggles. But for me, it's like, you know, you only get one mom, you only get one dad. And and I recognize that. And I, I just, I try to separate myself from what's gone on in the past and just focus on our relationship right now and like what we can do to make it better and just, you know, continue to work on our relationship. What's something that both of you don't see eye to eye on? Because you have that, like, new school millennial opinion, and they feel like your dad is that, like, old school, you know? He is. He is, like, that kind of, like, has that old school mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got, like, you shouldn't talk about this, you shouldn't talk about that, and respect your elders and this and that. And to me, it's like, you know, 
again with my age, but I'm young, I'm an adult, but I'll say what I want, and this is who I am. And I don't think that we live in a world anymore where it's like you got to watch what you say. And I think a lot of times me and my dad butt heads is he'll be like, you know, him and my mother always butted heads, and I was raised by my mother, and it's like, oh, you're just like your mother. And, yeah, I am just like my mother. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I am just like her. I'm like a little mini version of her. But, you know, I think that's probably something we butt heads on is he just kind of looks at it like, who are you to talk to me like that? Like, you're young, you're my daughter. And I'm like, I can say whatever I want. These are my opinions, and I'll voice them however I feel. Exactly. Did your mom uh, write? She she wrote a tell all in two thousand four. Yeah, she wrote a Divorce book um, it's called "Divorce from the Mob," and it's basically just her life story and her upbringing and how she got involved in everything and her life. Right. Mm-hmm. I should read it. I mean, because I'm it's interested. Good. What it's do you a think? Good book. Of, so, what do you think about Dorita writing a tell all? Mm. Uh, what do I think about it? Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's like you know. I know when my mom wrote her book, it's pretty therapeutic for her just to like sit and write and go through all the stuff that she's been through. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of the same for Drita. You know, I think it's a, th- a type of therapy almost. I think it's. I think it's great. Why not put your story out there? And you know, if you could help other women or help anyone else who's struggling or do anything like that just from reading your story, then it's worth it. Was it your mother or your grandmother that managed this underground uh, card games that happened in New York or particularly Brooklyn? So that was my grandmother. So she used to hold all, like, illegal card games for, like, Crazy Joe Gallo and other wise guys on the street in her house. And my mom is one (laughs) of ten kids. So, like, she used to have all the wise guys come to the house and host these card games. And she'd tell the kids and, like, my mom and my aunt, like, oh, you know, serve them their drinks, hang up their coats, do this, do that. And she had, like, a whole card ring in her house. Isn't that insane? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. my grandmother was, like, one tough, crazy lady. She she taught you how to use a knife at the age of four? Not me. So my brother. Your brother? It was Christmas, and she bought my brother. He's two years older than me. He was, like, four at the time. Yeah. And she bought him a knife, and she told him, listen, this is what you do and how to use it. And she showed him. I mean, it wasn't, it's it's not normal. Right? It's not. No. For a four-year-old. It's Hardcore. not. It's not. Yeah. And, like, I said that in one of my interviews. Some of my aunts and uncles got mad. Like, how are you talking about grandma like that? Uh, I'm like, well, what? Everybody was there. It's true. She did give my brother a knife when he was four. And she told him how to use it. That's sick. Yeah. Is, is your, you can't even give a four-year-old a steak knife, let alone like a pocket knife. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> probably. What is the what is the age? Probably like thirteen to yeah, handle one of those bad boys. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Crazy. It's so dysfunctional. Well, so you had to go away from Staten Island at the at eighteen months around there and go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, so right before I was two, our, my family was relocated to Pennsylvania. Do you remember being in Staten Island? Like, I know, too, like, what do we yeah. remember? Do you, I mean, like, do, is it only by pictures and stuff? Or, like, just what do you remember of being, like, that young kind of, like, I don't in this lifestyle? I don't remember actually being there, like, before we were relocated. But when after we were relocated, my whole family, like, they most of them all still lived in Staten Island. So... We used to go to Staten Island for everything. I used to spend my summers, a lot of my summers in Staten Island growing up as a kid. So we were always back and forth in Staten Island. They might have relocated us out here, but, you know, we were still still there. <laughs> where did you end up moving? Like, where are you currently living? Are you still, you're still going to be in PA with your mom? 
Right now I'm in PA with my mom. I was living in LA for a while and now I'm in the process of moving back closer to New York. But yeah, right now we're in PA and they relocated us. I mean, they relocated us out here to Bucks County. This is where I grew up. This is where my mom set up her life. So this is where she stayed. So are you anxious to move out or? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I go back and forth. I was, I'm missing LA so bad, but I go back and forth to New York all the time. And now I'm just anxious to find a place and get out there for good. It's the traveling that kills me more than anything. Right. Right. And that, well, that New York rent too, it's not the easiest. Yeah. Um, But you shouldn't have any problems with that. <laughs> LA is not much better. True. Uh, yeah, we know I the know. struggle is very real yeah. out here. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to have to talk about the episode title here Flip Flopper. That's pertaining to you. Yeah. That's all you. So oh, con- yeah. congrats oh, yeah, on no, making, totally making the episode title. Yeah. What do you think of this? Because I'm, mm. I'm understanding her frustration, Brittany's with Marissa, mm. right? Yeah. Because Marissa is just finding reasons to, yep. to to not like Brittany, and it's like it doesn't make any sense oh, from to day me. One. Yep. Every from episode, day one, every episode, there's another zing at you mm-hmm. from her. Yep. And tonight in this episode, she calls you fishy. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> I, you know, I'm just still trying to figure out why this girl is so concerned with like what I'm doing, who I'm talking to, how much I'm drinking and, and just what I'm doing. Like for me uh, now watching the show, it's like, okay, day one, your first episode, Renee is basically manipulating your mind and head with things, not of reasons not to like me before you even meet me. And then it's like, every time you just are, the girl is just, constantly talking about me like every time I turn around it's a new thing and even with the whole lush thing like it's not you want to call me a lush that's fine whatever I don't care but it's it's the antagonistic intentions behind it it was that she kept saying it she kept looking to poke and for me it's like why are you trying to start a problem you you don't know me from a hole in the wall right Mm -hmm. What, what I mean, she's just got Prissy Missy. Yeah. That's the perfect I'm, nickname I mean, for her. You're her storyline, I guess. Pretty much. I mean, I guess so. It seems like it to me. <laughs> I just, it it, to me, it's like crazy. I'm like every scene you're talking about me. I don't understand. Don't you have anything else to talk about? <laughs> and as far as the whole flip flopper thing, it's like I think these women just could not handle the fact that I liked Rita. <laughs> Plain and simple, just yeah. could not handle it. What? Wh- what really, but what do you have to say for yourself about the flashback to the Hamptons of you not necessarily completely having Drita's back when they were all talking about her and then essentially becoming friends with her, like, d- down the line? Oh, no. I mean, absolutely. And I'm not going to deny anything that I said about her in the Hamptons or how I acted. I definitely chimed in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. And looking back, you know, I shouldn't open my mouth. That was before I ever met Drita. But I'm hanging around a group of women who do nothing but talk about her and badmouth her. And it had been weeks of hearing stuff. And, you know. You just wanted to get yeah. your opinion. So, I, ch- so mm-hmm. I chimed in. And, you know, I shouldn't have said anything about her before I met her and for me it was like I kept hearing all these one-sided stories from all the other women about Drita and then when I met her Mm -hmm. she was like a totally different person than they all had explained to me I was like what are they talking about like it it was just sick to me Mm. and I and when I met her I just liked her off the bat I was like I don't know what these women are talking about their past history and problems with her have nothing to do with me and I don't feel like I should have had a grudge against Rita because of somebody else's problems that don't involve me right. do you feel like Jita is um, actually 
preying on you. I know some of the girls on the show were saying, oh, this is what Judah does. She takes the weak and puts her, puts them under their wing. (laughs) Do you really think Judah's doing that to you? Yeah. Absolutely not. I really find it comical that they're trying to say that because in in reality, what really happened was before I met Drita, all of these women were like, you know, talking about her and 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 telling me things about her to look at her in a, in a negative way. And when I met Drita, she that. never mm-hmm. did that about anyone else. She never tried to like put things in my head about nasty stuff that the other women had done or reasons why she didn't like them. She never did that. So if anybody in my eyes was trying to manipulate who I should or shouldn't like. It was all of the other women trying to manipulate me into mm. not liking Drita. And, like you that. know, yeah. from what my experiences were with them, they were talking badly about her. And when I met her, I didn't see any of that stuff. And when I met Drita, she never said any, she never like badmouthed any of them to me. Right. So it was like, mm. what? What did you think of Carla saying that Drita did the same thing to her? Mm. I mean, I don't know. If, if, Drita's claiming that Carla did the same thing to her, then Carla must have been a weak person to fall under someone's manipulation for three years. So you're claiming that you were manipulated for three years? I like that. Okay. As we look back at other three years prior and other seasons that we were kind of referenced, um, have you had you watched the show before and uh, what did or you know, what were your previous impressions before you joined the cast? Mm-hmm. So I'd only watched the first season back when it had first came on TV. And then when I had been asked to come on the show, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back and rewatch all the seasons because I didn't want to come into the show with like preconceived opinions about any of the women based off of stuff that happened in previous seasons because it has nothing to do with me. So I was like, all right, I saw the first season years ago. I'm just going to go into it and meet all the women off the bat based how, you know, one on one they are with me and not what's happened on the show. Mm-hmm. So how are you liking it so far? Like the show and the women. Are you still friends with any of the women, like outside of the show? Or yeah, I'm still friends with Drita and Ange. I'm still friends with Drita and Ange, and I like the show. You know, I get, I, I enjoy watching it. I think it's, you know, it's a good show. It's, you know, we're all, we all know what we signed up for, and and what we're watching is, you know, we know what's going to be on to some extent. We were a part of it, and I just like seeing how it all comes together. Yeah. You're not, you're not close with Karen still. No. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. We got into, like, a, a Twitter war last week after the episode. Oh, stop. Oh, we missed that. <laughs> do tell yeah. that one. Why? Why? After the last episode? Uh, last week, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I just think, again, with the whole Drita situation, I just think that a lot of these other mm, women on the show just, it. like, can't handle that we formed a friendship as much as all of them tried to force us not to. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know... I, I think it just really bothers some of them. <laughs> wow. That'll do it, though, for sure. Now, now I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to go That's stalk crazy. you guys on, on Twitter. Cause, yeah, yeah, because, you have to check it because out. Because you guys had a, a nice conversation yeah, in this episode. Nice no, you know, you, you'll have to see how me and Karen's relationship plays out. Yeah. Oh, we, were, we were friendly in the beginning. Absolutely, we were. And, you know, but these women are so black and white like it's either team Drita or team Karen and I didn't really see it like that in the beginning I was like you know none of these women's other relationships have anything to do with me and I think my relationship with Drita had a lot to do with the downfall of my relationship with Karen Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. 
Now, have you shot anything like a reunion yet, or is there potential for this to really kind of come to a head in the future on television? So we have not shot our reunion yet, but we're supposed to be shooting it next week. Okay, Ooh. well, so there's some potential. Yeah, there so to... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> and call her out. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's. I think everybody's going to get called out on stuff. Yeah, right, right. How were you contacted for this show? What was that process like? What can you say about that? Um, I was contacted. You know, I think just through the regular casting process. Uh, Jen actually was the one who pulled me into the show and got me on the show. So, you know, can thank her for that. Um, it's funny to me because a lot of fans will tweet me and be like, oh, Karen brought you around. Karen got you a job. And it's like, do you, do you guys really think Karen hired me? Like, I was hired by production of the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. People, the average viewer doesn't really understand that whole production side and that whole space. They think it's so organic. So, <laughs> yeah, to try to get that conversation going and people to understand, it just creates so many Twitter wars. Exactly. Like the I know. Mm. It's oh crazy. Gosh. Twitter is another world. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. across your tweets now, and uh, you've got so many people involved, too. Like, <laughs> you know, whether it's... Oh, there's so many people. There's I do so many believe people. you got under Karen's skin. She starts calling people fake when you stand up for her. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I get a kick out of when Karen's Karen is someone called Karen a douche. Karen got <laughs> like some when, loose screws. I like when Karen gets really uh, rambunctious and gets upset. She like she gets yeah. so into it. Like I was gonna, I always gonna goof on her with getting so irritated. I know. She, she, uh, she, wait, that's she, what I mean. It's funny to watch. Yeah, like, she, she like everybody gets so bent out of shape. And <laughs> she's like instant tough. Yeah, she's like instant tough. Karen's but, called know? Brittany a liar and said that. Uh, your whole effing story about your father's father is fake as well. So she's calling you fake and your dad's oh. story fake? Yeah, but, you know, this is what I mean about, like, people are delusional because I don't, now that you don't like what I'm saying and that I'm friends with Reed on Twitter, you want to turn around and say my whole story's fake. But when we were friendly and you were filming, you were sitting there saying how close our fathers were and how they yeah. had such a great relationship. Yeah. So, you know, did I miss? I where think sometimes people forget it? what they say. Well, yeah, especially women. But what what flipped the switch? <laughs> what, between what? You and Karen. Like what? Because I'm not following this at all. <laughs> On Twitter? Yeah. Why? Did um, she- I think she I think she got mad when she I. I believe what started it was she tweeted me something like, wow, Britt, you have no loyalty because she didn't like, I guess, how I was handling the scene with me and Drita in the gym. Mm. And I guess she thought I went against her. But Drita wasn't even saying anything bad about her. All she said about her was, oh, Karen had a tanning bed in her house when she grew up. Yeah. And that's true. Oh, so okay. what's that the big deal? That all makes sense. Yes, this, this is what I actually <laughs> wanted to touch with you about. Cause, Love it. Because... You, I, right? Did you? Did Brittany stir a pot there? You stirred a pot. Yeah, a little and that's long. and I and I didn't even foresee or predict anything with Karen, right? Because we were talking to Renee last week about mm-hmm. it, and we were just focused on Renee that it didn't even click with me that Karen would get pissed too. Yeah, it was kind of like spoken over a little bit. It wasn't yeah. as clear as the Karen but, about as the Renee moment. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you feel, uh, feel about that, Britt? Did you feel like you just didn't think that went through, or? <laughs> Oh, about Karen? Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, I felt like what what Drita was saying about Karen having a tanning bed, I mean, that's true. She did have a tanning bed in her house, but it's not, like, a bad thing to say. It's, like, to me, it wasn't a bad thing. And for her to sit there and be like, oh, you, where's your loyalty, Britt, when she's watching the episode? Well, 
Karen, where was your loyalty when Marissa was sitting there on a couch telling you that I'm having mood swings because you didn't say anything? Mm-hmm. 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 You know? Yeah. I feel like Drita was more responsible in that conversation between the gym with the Karen comment, but yet, because you started the conversation, that's why Karen's pissed. So I, I get Absolutely, but I mean, you know, how am I not going to address an elephant in the room when I I meet Drita and tell her? Like, she knows all these women talk about her, and she's already told her they were talking about her in the Hamptons. I'm going to go in here and pretend like I don't know anything that happened. Listen, Drita, I hear all these bad things about you, but what does that have to do with me? And that's that's really how I am. I mean, none of those other women's problems have anything to do with me, so why should I hold any of that against Drita or, or have, like, a chip on my shoulder towards her because of it? I don't think I should have. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think you, sh- you should either. I just think because you are the youngest and, like, you are now being exposed to how these women operate you have to remember like when to not talk and when to talk right oh yeah but they all, <laughs> you're not the only one though i mean they all do this yeah it's nature of the beast it's just it's a cycle of the exactly. show kind of. it's it like really you're bound is. to have the moment you know yeah oh it is it is it's absolutely a cycle yeah, I mean, it must be exhausting to try to keep up with who am I, who am I on good terms with? What happened was the last time I saw this person, what did we talk about? Like, I'd be exhausted trying to keep yes. up. Oh, my God, it is exhausting. Trust me, sometimes my head spins, and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I, I mean, there's just so many, there's so many of us women on the show this season. There's so much drama. Every This one's got a problem with that one. That one's got a problem with this one. It's just crazy. It's so much to even keep track of. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hang in there because we've got a couple more yeah. episodes left. Right. We're excited Especially to see, you know, what happens between you and Marissa, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and obviously all the other wives. Um, but we're gonna let you go before yeah, I late. say before I say goodbye. Though I want I quoted you tonight. You said, "Be strong, put your lipstick on, and get the f out there." And I love that. Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just you know, put your big girl panties on and say f this, move past it. Yeah, Words sometimes you just by. gotta suck it up and get out there. <laughs> yes, with a little lipstick on, of course. I love of course. it. Thank you so much, Brittany, Thank for yeah, uh, letting us talk you. to you tonight. We really appreciate you. Great interview, man. I loved yeah. it. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Yes, you got. We, we must keep in touch with you when you're in Los Angeles next week. Yes, you have to come to the studio. Definitely. Well, yeah, if you could come in studio, we would love that. So totally, we'll totally, we'll to be your, in touch. We'll talk to your people. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> stay warm. Happy shoveling. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, Brittany. Bye. Bye. She's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like she gave it to us straight. She, yep. she stands on her own mm-hmm. truth. I like it. Yeah. How could she not? You know, because she is yeah. like this. She's being having to grow up like that. You, yeah. You've got to have thick, tough skin mm-hmm. and just like not care. Yep. And for somebody so young, I'm, I dig her. Yeah, she's Definitely. pretty cool. I love that. She was just like, listen, this is me. I'm Brittany. Take it or leave it. Uh, I'm about that life, pretty much. (laughs) She's outspoken, she's young, she's feisty, and she's strong, and that's Mm -hmm. what makes her perfect for this show. All right, let's quickly review the show real quick. Yeah. Uh, We can touch on a couple of different topics. Let's first talk about Karen and Storm. 
Uh, Karen, Karen, you can do better than him. Much better, Karen. She can do so much better than him. Now, she's staying with him because he's loyal. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, I know it's not easy to find a good guy. But, I mean, you know, in other ways, he's not as good. I mean, he's just not good for her. I think anyone would agree. Like, you know, I want to know what her dad thinks. Mm. That's what I really want to know because I don't think he's good for her. I don't think he ever was. No, I definitely don't like them together at all. I said it from the beginning when she first got with him. He's he's just storm. Like he needs to be by himself. He's a storm, literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, he just needs to be alone. Like, or he needs to be somebody with somebody who's not as strong as Karen I, or something. Because yeah. they're both two strong personalities that just collide. Yeah. yeah, it's too much. Here's the thing. Like, I find myself going for men who are harder to get, you know, and like, mm. and like aren't the best for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like women, especially like tough women who've been through, you know, crap, like, they they like a challenge. And I understand why she always goes back to him. But yeah. I do, I do. I mm. saw it. I even wrote that their conversation was cute. Really? The, I was like part. thrown off. I was like, oh, please carry it. I was like, you really blowing yeah. for all this? I, I know, I know. I, I feel like it is an abusive relationship. And like the the, the smart thing would, for, would be for me to be like, she shouldn't be with him. But I get it a little bit. They're both badass people. They grow up, they've grown up in this lifestyle. They're attracted of, to the lifestyle. But what kind of future could those two have? I don't know. It's just not going to end well. No, it's not. I mean, you know, I wish her well. I love it. Karen gets <laughs> tough. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I like Karen and Storm, but I don't like Karen and Storm together. I okay. just Them yeah. arguing in that, in the park, you know, here's your watch. I got some other stuff. Like, girl, let, you should have been giving his watch back and his clothes back. Be Karen Alone, storm, stay in the club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely not healthy yeah. for her to be seeing somebody who's not of her home and then mm. has a drinking problem mm. and he's Rage. involved with bad people. Yeah, but she's used to this, guys. She's used she to it. She can still no. do better, in my opinion. She can. I'm with you. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, then let's move on to Carla and Drita. I mean, first of all, Carla looked amazing in this entire yes. episode. The dress the whole she wore, episode. the party, the birthday party, she looked good. She, yes. Oh, I was like, you had yes. twins? Like, yeah. you look good. Yeah. She's awesome. But um, what do you guys think? I, who, who Do you have a side on this? Or, like, like is it Carla or Drita or what? I'm, I'm almost like I feel bad for Carla because I understood her frustration being that Marissa just is, approaches Drita and Drita's like cool with her, but like why can't Carla and her be, mm-hmm. be cool? Yeah. Well, I'm missing pieces to the puzzle to really make an accurate, true statement on what side I'm on. You know, I feel like there's still like stuff missing that we have to, and hopefully this warehouse breakdown yeah, will, exactly. will fill in those it will, it will definitely reveal yeah. something, but I. What do you I think? Don't, I don't like Drita. You like, see, I like Drita too. I think I'm leaning towards more Team Drita. I, she's such a strong person. She can handle all these girls by herself. She really doesn't need anybody else in the corner. Um, I think Carla is probably just guilting Drita into something. I do believe there's something bigger than wh- what we're seeing that we need to really dive into. But Carla's just guilting her into something. I don't know mm. what it is. She said, Carla said that Drita p- betrayed her when she was vulnerable. So this is pertaining to the ex-boyfriend, right? Right. And I, and, and this ties kind of back with even like Karen and Storm. When women are dealing with their men, they are, you know, when they're having bad relationship issues, they are vulnerable and they reach to their friends to confide in and right. have their back, especially when they're at that low point and it looks like Drita wasn't. 
completely yeah. on board with her, maybe talked about the relationship mm-hmm. behind Carla's back, and so, then yeah, put her in that disloyal. situation. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Disloyalty so, equals no good. No. So, um, yeah, Dorita, you should own up to that. Yeah. If I'm, that's what happened. I hope yeah. she owns up to something in this warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think she needs to. When your back is against the wall, you have to take a little bit of ownership. You have to take one sometimes, swallow your pride, and move mm-hmm. on. But she gets angry. Mm-hmm. She yeah. gets real angry, yeah. and like she just, it's like the curse words come flying out. It's I feel like it's hard for Drita to admit when she's wrong. And that's okay. Yeah. That's what happens, you know, to, to, to tough people who have that kind of persona. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's very rare that we as an audience have seen her own up to things. Own up to things. Mm-hmm. I think Drita should just own up to it. I mean, we would still love you. We're true, still true fans yes. for Drita. If you were just to say, listen, Carla, my bad. I should have never told all of Staten Island your business. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'd be like, okay, Drita, hooray. You exactly. Mm-hmm. And just bury the hatchet. All right, go. real quick. We're running out of time. Let's quickly talk about Angela and Neil. Like, what the heck? And you're so harsh. I feel <laughs> yeah. so bad for Neil being yeah. that he was by her side through all this cancer. I know. He, he's getting a bad rap. She just wants him to pay some bills. <laughs> I mean, I think if you yeah. just like, if you know, what you should do, you should really surprise her for her birthday <laughs> and get just get like the national grid bill and be like, paid. <laughs> She'd be so it. happy. She'd be so thrilled <laughs> to see him pay for something. I think that's what he needs to do. That's my advice to you, Neil. I agree. I think if he just showed up at her birthday, what surprise, I paid the mortgage. Like Angela would go crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, I under, it was kind of funny how she made that reference to back in the day how people paid the bill. There was no worry, and then he was like, "Well, that now and all those guys are dead." So <laughs> that um, made me laugh too. Yeah, it is a, definitely a different generation, and you know, it's not like it's like fair for men and women to split the bills. But she, you know, she's got that old yeah. school mentality, oh, yeah. so I understand. Said, I want you pay for everything. Yeah, I mean, I would I would be upset too, especially because she probably has a ton of hospital yeah. bills, and yeah. you've got to meet. You need your other half to. Oh, I know. The med- she can even tell she's clearly feeling pressure mm-hmm. with the medical bills coming in. Yeah. Uh, and that'll make any. I mean, money's a hot button issue for anyone. So, yeah, yes. when the bills are coming in and the money isn't, yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Absolutely. Maybe she could take up a secretary job or something. You know? She her? Could, yeah, Angela. Oh, she thought I she could never see her sitting behind a desk. She'd lose her mind. Hello, it's Angela. Yeah. I always said, I always love Big Ange and Drayda. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we had a really long interview with Brittany, so we're going to have to jump right to our predictions for next week. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Whoa. All right, guys. What are you thinking? Well, at the warehouse, I predict there's going to be a lot of table slapping from Drita. Yeah. And it looks like to me like Brittany and Ursa are going to be getting there. Earning their stripes, it seems. Yes, we're one-on-one moment with each other. So yeah, yeah. And I, Howard. I predict that uh, Carla's finally going to get everything off her chest. How she really feels about Drita at the sit-down. It's going to go down. Okay, these are great predictions. I, oh God, I mean, I, it, I don't know if this is going to jump into next episode, but I really hope that Brittany takes a swing at Marissa. No offense. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like Marissa. She's feisty. She's hot. She's sexy. But she's being a bitch. Yeah. You can only she, poke at someone for so yeah, long. Yeah, you can only push your finger mm. into a wound until it starts to bleed. <laughs> so hopefully there will be some bloodshed next episode. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have for you right now on AfterBuzz TV. Catch us next week and. Where can everyone find y'all? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Howard the Third, and my website HowardTheThird.com. And you guys can find me over on Twitter at Grants underscore underscore Rants, and check me out on my podcast Grants Rants Hollywood Talk, where I talk a lot of reality TV. So check that out; it's on iTunes and Stitcher. 
And you can find me at Nicole Brazier on all social media. Tune into Suits because that's coming up next. And I'm going to be talking about Suits as well. It's back. Yay. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Uh, hashtag ABTV Mob Vibes to join the conversation. And we'll see you all next week with another surprise guest. Yay. Stay tuned. Ooh. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 